you know, one of the things that's been weird about this lockdown has been the way it's uh, sort of messed up my perception of time. And I'm, I'm going to put that in uh, a very simple perspective for you. Um, you know, people have been talking about this lockdown being weird and feeling like Groundhog Day and endlessly living the same day again and again. But I, I haven't noticed that. I've noticed uh, time has moved quicker and then suddenly slowed down. And I'll give you a very good example of, of this. Uh, two weeks ago, the government announced its roadmap for us coming out of lockdown and going back to our, our normal lives. And when they announced it, um, it seemed like it wasn't that long to wait, didn't it? I mean, you know, in fairness, they said, oh, the kids are going back on the 8th of March. And you thought, oh, that's only two weeks. And then lots of people like me so they went, oh, and they had a, a slight sort of pang of anxiety because they thought, oh, no, my little angels are going back to school and we won't be able to do all that fun stuff together anymore like we do during the day. Like, you know, arguing over Minecraft or, you know, staring at each other in silence across the dining table and then you saying look I haven't been to the shops okay it's it's just you know it's smoked fish just eat it and they're going mm, not sure and you know they're saying oh when are we going to build that medieval village out of matchsticks and you're like for god's sake I'm working get out of my office uh, so you know the thing is you know uh, I did think oh I haven't got time and you know then suddenly as you know the weeks have worn on they've <laughs> been the longest two weeks of my life. And the funny, funny really for the kids because, you know, at a number of points they were very nearly the shortest two weeks of their life um, because I, I was going to kill them. But it's not just that, is it? It's, it's so many things. And when you look at it, when they said, oh, and no, no sooner than April the 12th, uh, the pubs will be opening again and you thought to yourself oh it's only you know what it's a month it's just it's a month it's it's their opening it's just over a month just over a month it's just you know five weeks six weeks seven weeks I don't know it's just it's you know what we've been in lockdown now for a couple of months and prior to that we had COVID and we couldn't go out anyway because we were self-isolating I haven't been to the, the pub since November so when I heard the pubs would be opening you know, uh, just, you know, 12 days into April. I thought, well, you know, well, that's nothing. There's nothing I can do. It. I can wait. I can I can do that. I've waited this long. I can wait a bit longer. <laughs> I can't. You know, when I, I go to sleep, I, I dream about myself queuing up in a socially distanced queue so I can have a pee in the pub. And I... I, I I dream about sitting outside at a socially distanced table with a, 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 a woman in a mask taking my order for, you know, pulled pork and uh, Cajun fries. And, you know, uh, I, I get up in the morning and I, I realize it was all just a dream. And then my day is ruined and I spend the whole day staring at the kids and thinking, why aren't you a pub? <laughs> Basically, if I see anyone on the opposite side of a, a table or a worktop or any item of furniture at all, for a minute, I, I feel like going up to them and saying, can I get a packet of pork scratchings and a pint of, you know, Adam's ghost ship, please? It's just, it's so awful. Ever since they've said it, all I can think about is going to the pub. It's terrible. I mean, it's got to the stage now that you know, when I, I stand in front of the mirror to brush my teeth, I forget and I say to my own reflection, can I have a large gin and tonic, please? 
You're listening to Lockdown Lemonade, a show all about the lighter side of the coronavirus lockdown with me, Andrew Keith Walker. Now, I'm a functioning alcoholic and I'm desperate for the pubs to reopen. The pubs haven't reopened. And, you know, it's just I'm going nowhere with this. I just I can't take it any longer. I desperately need a drink. Please send lager to my address. I live uh, at a tiny village in the middle of nowhere. Just write that on a crate of lager and chuck it in the post office and see what happens. <laughs> Okay, this week on Lockdown Lemonade, uh, we are back. I've got uh, a bit of a special show, actually, because my interview this week is with someone I co-host a proper business podcast with. So another uh, podcaster from something I actually do for a living. And he's uh, joining me to not talk about that, but uh, to talk about uh, life in lockdown in another country. Yes, he's locked down in Luxembourg, um, which sounds like a sort of romantic uh, novel, doesn't it? Lockdown in Luxembourg, but it's 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 not. it's not. It's it's just as bad as here, apparently. Anyway, he's going to be joining me later on. But before we get to that, of course, Debbie from Little Barn Cakes is back with another 1940s economical cookbook recipe uh, for your delectation. But before we get to that, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, archaeological digs around building works, but um, they've recently been putting up some new public toilets in the village here. And um, before they did that... They had to do quite a lot of digging. I mean, initially, they had to do quite a lot of disinfecting of the land around the old public toilet because, you know, I I don't want to go into the details, but trust me, you wouldn't let your kids play there. And um, then, (laughs) yeah, during the cleanup process, archaeologists discovered a series of chests which they believe had been buried there sometime in the uh, early 15th uh, century, uh, sort of 1450, something like this, 1427, I think one of the documents was dated to. And these were actually the writings of a great prognosticator, a great Suffolk prognosticator, uh, a clairvoyant prophet, call him what you like, uh, called uh, Nostra Lockdownmus. And he was uh, incredibly accurate in some of his uh, predictions. For example, uh, he predicted that the uh, village shop in Boxford would close early on Thursday as opposed to a Wednesday, uh, which was an interesting one. And, you know, various ones like that. Uh, But there were more uh, predictions about the lockdown, which have proven to be spookily accurate. Wench! Wench! Mm. More ale! More ale! A vision has come upon me! It is most grievous! I must write it down. Where's my quill? Where's my quill? Yes. Yes. Ah, paper, paper. Mm. So, one week before the Ides of March, when great Caesar did himself a ghost become. Yes, on that day the moon shall rise with a waning crescent. And all of those in the village, those with fertile lawns, those with uh, fertile loins, no, not lawns, loins, those who, I I mean, hopefully... Hopefully their lawns are in good condition as well. It's that time of year, I suppose, you want to put further... Don't get distracted, damn it, woman. More more wine! 
those with fertile loins and issue most noisy in their dwellings. Yes, issue homeschooling and fighting with their siblings. Yes, so shall those parents rejoice with booze and laughter, for they can now watch television during the daytime without fear of angry temper over Minecraft. So shall it be one week afore the Ides of March, which would, would, that would be the 8th of March. That's the 8th of March, uh, I think. I'll just, I'll clarify that now. Uh, the 8th of March. Bubble Buddy and all you lockdown lemonaders, it's me, the cake lady, you know, from littlebarncakes.co.uk. So, for this week's recipe, um, with the, you know, the children going back to school next week, I thought I might make something quite special this weekend as a little bit of a celebration, you know, get my life back. Um, so I spotted this in the uh, 1940s economical cookery book, which I thought I'd share with you all. It's boiled sheep's head. Mm, I thought, well, that sounds lovely. So if you've got your pens and paper ready, here we go. You'll need one sheep's head, obviously, one and a half ounces of flour, pepper and salt, two ounces of butter, two level teaspoonfuls of finely chopped parsley and three or four sage leaves. So let's get going. You need to well wash the head and soak in salt and water. Very important. Don't want any dirty heads in there. Remove the tongue and brains. Ooh, okay, nice. Place the head in a saucepan, cover with cold water, add salt to taste and bring slowly to boiling point. Skimming from time to time, because as we know, we don't want any fat on there. Add the sage leaves and the tongue. Ooh. Now I've just got visions of that bobbing around by the head. Nice. Um, okay, continue to simmer gently for two and a half hours. What are you going to do for two and a half hours? Another gin. Then add the... Oh, my God. Then add the brains. Oh, God. Ooh. Previously well washed. Oh, God. I think I'm changing my mind. When the head is almost cooked, prepare the parsley sauce as follows. Okay, that's not so bad. Um, melt the butter, stir in the flour, add one pint of hot liquor in which the head has been boiled. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Care must be taken when adding the hot liquor to stir briskly to prevent lumps forming. Oh, God. Add pepper, salt and parsley. Place the sheep's head on a dish and pour over the parsley sauce. Well, um, yeah, I, uh, oh, damn, I haven't got any sheep's head. Oh, oh, well. Beans on toast then for the weekend. 
Chin chin, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Take this silver coin and bring me more gin. Yes, I'll take. Um, yes, I'll, I'll take a Hendrix uh, and the fever tree tonic of Mediterranean origin. I do not want the other one for fattening. It doth make you. Yes. Yes. Double large one. Yes. Make it a large one. Don't look. Just you know what? Just put it on my tab. You know I'm good for it. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a prophet. I can see I will be good for it this time next week. So speaks Nostra Lockdownmas. Mm, I quill. Quickly, a vision is upon me. Oh, my mind. Ah, oh, I see it so clearly now. Ah, yes, and so to Easter. Easter, yes, festival. Stolen from the noble goddess Astra, who did take the form of a hare to lay her fertile eggs upon the land. She, who is now made mockery by chocolate and by bunnies, I, on this time, a day marked with a two and a nine, a day marked two nine of the third month, Yes, to be clear, that's the, the 29th of March, just to, 29th of March, have you got that good? 29th of March, yes. And, and so shall then on this day the good folk of the land go forth in groups of no more than six. I rule, it shall be named the rule of six, or, or two houses made but one, so that's six people or two households to make cold barbecue in their soggy gardens for outside only can they meet or pass out drunk perhaps on cheap lambrusco in the park of localness whilst the children do play upon the swing. And do you have any pork scratchings over there, young man. So, uh, this is very exciting for me because this is the first time that I have uh, done done a podcast with another podcaster. I, don't, I think you've been very generous there, Andrew. When you say podcaster, it kind of implies <laughs> some organisation and effort behind the scenes. Be that as it may, you have featured in over 2,500 hours of listened hours of podcasts uh, in less than a year. You know, I think that means you're a podcaster. I think that qualifies you. It's, it's astonishing because actually, you know me, and and you know, socially, if you put me in a party situation, I, I'll probably say ten words all night. I, I am not naturally that kind of guy. Well, I, I owe you actually a big uh, thanks. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, you actually got me started on the conference circuit. It was you who first recommended me as an out-of-the-box guest keynote speaker uh, to Andy Barman, if you remember. If you're listening, Andy, say hi. Hi. Uh, hope your ears are burning. I mean, not literally. That would be awful. Uh, just, I mean, you know, uh, it's a metaphor. Um, so you first got me 
into it. I remember that first, uh, and this is how I got involved, of course, with the the world of uh, you know financial services, and uh, and this is led directly to doing you know this this you know highly successful podcast, which you know is a top. 10 podcast in a number of European territories. I'm not going to brag about it too much because, you know, people listening to the show, they, they don't want to just hear about us, you know, slapping each other on the back about how terrible we are. It's Luxembourg. <laughs> We're in the top 10 in Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> That's the voice of my very modest co-host of uh, the Registry R Roundup podcast, John Kernan, and he and I go way back. Now, he's absolutely right. We're top 10 in Luxembourg. Well, we are in the top 50 business podcasts in France, Germany, and Spain, and we are in the top 100-something podcasts uh, in the US and the UK. So, yeah, it's, an, it's a great podcast. And he and I grew up together in Bournemouth. I've known him a long time. Uh, we have... Uh, played in bands together over the years. We used to live at different ends of the same road uh, in Canary Wharf about 20 years ago. And people often think we're twins, apart from the fact that he's, you know, thin and uh, good-looking. You are a man of the theatre, aren't you? Because you did theatre studies. You always did arts and theatre and stuff. We've played in bands together for years. You're you're basically an artist at heart. Um, Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um... Yeah, I just, I, you know, I, to be honest, I just um, fell into uh, banking. I, I was making industrial hoovers in a factory in Summerford. Uh, and I thought, no, I, I've got to do something different. So I joined uh, Barclays in the high street and uh, I got paid less money for uh you know, doing people's post and making cups of tea and, uh, yeah. That's the old days, isn't it? I mean, back in the old days, you could actually go to a bank branch at all. You could go to a bank branch and there were people in there, not robots, and you could have a cup of tea. You know what? You could have a cup of tea and talk about stuff with your bank manager. They, they were the good... You say this to people, and, you know, there's a lot of people listening who just simply won't believe that ever happened. Uh, that definitely happened. But you've never stopped being an artistic soul because, of course, uh, you know, you, you went to, you did theatre studies at university. Have you acted? Have you ever wanted to go Amdram or anything like that? Because you know I have, obviously. No, I mean, I, you probably remember, I, I, I loved it all at school and um, he, our, our school was quite heavily orientated towards musicals and I... I can't sing. Uh, that was a bit of a disadvantage, but I had lots of fun in the chorus of many productions. Um, but uh, no, to be honest with you, Angie, I haven't done anything like that at all. I didn't even do that at university. I mean, um, I did um, theatre studies, but I did a, a combined honours degree and it was kind of... Um, you know, it was academic. It wasn't practical, right? I mean, you could have done that if you wanted to, but um, I didn't. You have, in the lockdown, with a travel ban, become the CEO of a UK company. Now, that can't be easy to be like the CEO of a company in the UK and, you know, be in Luxembourg and unable to come and visit. It's a little bit frustrating, um, to be honest. But um, look, Everyone's locked down. It, you know, if I was sat in the London office, it's not like I'd be sat there with clients or, you know, people visiting. It's, uh, it's the same situation for everyone. And it's, it's, what are the mask rules there? Do you have to wear a mask all day? 
when you're in the office, or can you take it off if it's just you? If someone comes in, you have to put it on, or you have to put no, it on to so go for a wee. No, so no, I mean, we, you know, we have government rules, which is they can, uh, I think, it's ten percent occupancy. So everyone has to register, and um, you know, if you come in, you come in because you have a reason to come in, and and then there's um, spacing between where you are. So basically, if you're moving around the building at all, you have to wear a mask. If you're sat at your desk and you're not moving from your desk, you don't because you're already spaced out. Don't take this the wrong way because it still applies to me. You went into lockdown a larger gentleman. You're now slim and svelte. You've obviously been working out uh, in your house. I suppose there isn't much else to do. Is that you're just locked up. You're either on Zoom meetings or you're pumping iron. Um you're in good shape. Was it difficult to select a stylish mask? Because I think you've, you've got a pretty smooth one, that sort of smooth grey one. It looks like a CEO's <laughs> like bank mask. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I literally, I think I picked up that pack of masks in Lidl. What, really? A, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. But Lidl's a much posher store in Luxembourg, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's not like... <laughs> Lidl's... But uh, even in Luxembourg, there isn't the same snobbery you see, uh, I think. Maybe you don't see it anymore in the UK. So So. I've got some users on, and you have just bought a guitar. Because you know guitarists, right? Your middle-aged man plays electric guitar, right? He's normally a bit of a gadget freak. Uh, You have got the ultimate gadget, haven't you? You've got a spark amp. Yeah, I have. I, I have a spark amp, yeah. But you know, I'm not very techie, so I, I, I'm sure it has massive possibilities that I haven't even touched. Uh, but the great thing it's got is a built-in. Well, it's got two different things, right? You can you can play to backing tracks, and if you have a phone there, it will even interpret the chords and give you the chord patterns and so on. Um, but also, there's another kind of AI thing it does that you go and play, you play maybe five or six bars or something, and it picks up um, your tone and your um, rhythm and so on. And there's this AI band uh, that creates the backing track to play with you. Yeah. You've got an and AI all- band. Quite hard. It's quite hard. It's not quite as slick as that for you it would be, man, because you're brilliant at that stuff. But <laughs> no way. But I really want one of those. I'm really hoping my wife's listening to the show. I know she is because I force her to listen to it. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, it was 200 euros and it's 40 watts, and uh, you can Bluetooth your phone to it, so you can just use it as a Bluetooth speaker, and it's a brilliant 40 watt. Bluetooth speaker for f- 200 euros. So you, but presumably, I mean, this, this whole thing, cause we were rehearsing every few weeks. We were rehearsing at rehearsing room in London. We got the band back together. Everything was going to come together. And then, you know, there was a global pandemic and it sort of put the kibosh on things, but because um, we were going to be booking a cafe bar, cellar bar in Luxembourg city to actually yeah. do our first gig. Weren't we? I mean, that was going to be our, our big schnizzle. It's, you know, it still can be. It's it's just going to be uh, in a in, in a while. I mean, you know, we we need to refamiliarize ourselves with the set list and yeah. Because you were singing, you were singing a couple of Bob Dylan numbers. You know, 
which is a, 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 a pretty... You said earlier, I was like, you couldn't sing. But that's simply not true. I've heard you sing. And it's, you know what? I mean, I'm going to... Relative to Bob Dylan, you can definitely sing. You know? <laughs> well, I guess that's it. You know, if you can't sing, sing a Bob Dylan song and you, you might be thereabouts. Although that's not actually true because the song you're talking about is um, Moonshiner. And... I, I, I think that's um, probably one of Dylan's greatest vocal performances. He's actually a really good singer. What, what <laughs> this is sacrilege, right? What I don't like about Bob Dylan is the really harsh, blowy harmonica solos. They really get on my nerves. <laughs> you know, I'm a massive Dylan fan. I love Dylan. Yeah. But, you don't need that. You don't need that. No. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, you know what we should do? I've just, you know, the idea is now forming because obviously a lot of the Lockdown Lemonade crew uh, are in and about uh, the the UK. And I have it on good authority that the very uh, lovely and awesome BFF, uh, American, my American BFF Laney is uh, going to be in the UK sometime around September. So at the end of the summer, we could uh, do some sort of lockdown lemonade party here, and we could be the party band. We could be the party, provided you know we haven't all gone back into lockdown, and it's all fine. I, I love some, you know, you you've had some fantastic recipes for uh, I don't know spam and jelly deals and stuff like that. I, you, I think you should showcase them. So we've got Debbie from Little Barn Cakes, uh, who is also obviously an award-winning cake designer. She could come and do cakes and stuff. We've got Lainey on the cocktails. Lua's mum lives in Ipswich, so Lua comes by here, uh, which is good. Uh, David uh, Angel from Series 1, he's got uh, family uh, nearby. Um, the uh, Always uh, lovely Ben Stockman is just, you know, he'll come. I know he will. And, of course, Benjamin Ryan lives nearby. Surreal Sai lives nearby. He can get on the decks. I mean, it's going to be the most awesome live recording. I, I'm just glad it's not a video podcast, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I am. Um, I don't get video podcasts, I have to say. I, you sent me one. We were looking at one earlier. And I did think to myself, because the thing about the podcast is that there really isn't much to see. If someone was watching this now, they'd think, oh, look, there's two blokes speaking into a microphone. I think it depends if you know the people that are podcasting. If you don't, then, you know, you're part of a, you're buying into this community. So, like, for example, I listen to football podcasts because I'm not in the UK, I'm not in London. And I don't, it's not that, you know, they're not saying anything, they're dicking around, basically. But it still makes me feel part of the community that I'm not physically part of anymore, and uh, you know, I I think that's the thing. Uh, what has been your lockdown lemonade life lesson that we can all learn if we just listen to your lockdown lemons? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I've got to be honest. I've I've, I've been um, going back to the office in um, obviously safe conditions uh for about the last six or seven weeks and that's really helped me and i'm not sure it's necessarily being back in the office it's just you know sliding back into my regular routine you know it's something i've done for 30 years 
25 years, whatever. Um, and so uh, that's been great. It's just, I never thought I'd miss the regularity of life. And as I left John, I thought to myself, yeah, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe we all miss the regularity of life. Uh, that's one of the things that's made time hard, isn't it? Because we measure time through rhythms and through our routines. And when our rhythms and routines just go out the window, I guess that kind of leaves us uh, a bit out of time and finding it hard to uh, place ourselves back in our old lives. And certainly, you know, the other weird thing about it is that, you know, I miss the kids being at school. But I'm also going to miss them being at home as well. There, I've said it. If they're listening, if you boys are listening, don't think the old man's gone soft. All right, you know, I just, I'm just saying, I, I will actually miss you. But of course, one thing that will keep us all together is if we stay connected. And you know what? A, a wonderful thing about staying connected, and also a wonderful thing about the regularity of life, is uh, staying connected by listening to a weekly podcast. Yes, please just listen to my show. Please listen to my show. I just want you to listen to my podcast. You know, it's my podcast. It's, yeah, please, God, just listen to the podcast. Listen to it. Review it. Give it five stars. Even if you don't like it, give it five stars. Uh, force your friends to listen to it. Uh, find strangers in the street. Uh, just, you know what? Kidnap strangers in the street and force them to listen to this show and enjoy it. And, uh, not, I mean, they enjoy the show, not you enjoy kidnapping them. That would make you an uh, awful person. Uh, but, you know, if they like my show, then they're a really nice person. So please just listen to my show, please. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just, I've said too much again. I've done it, I've done it again. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. So, uh, good night. Sorry, no, I mean, I mean sorry. Uh, I'm not good. It's not night time. <laughs> please, just listen to my show. I'm sorry, I said too much. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Sorry. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Sorry, I love you.